Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Getting jiggy with it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Senegal and Morocco are through in the AFCON and Newcastle are on the hunt for more strikers. It's Wednesday, 26th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. That was pathetic. <laughs> Twenty sixth of January, not the twenty sixth of January. <laughs> uh, how are we, everybody? Uh, Vitushin Hantaraja is also here. Refused to give his name, of course, having another temper tantrum. It's what we've come to know about the man, sadly. But uh, you know, his output is just good enough to stay on board. He asks us for an intro line <laughs> and decides to dip into our well of hip hop, and we we bring offerings to the table. And we put them in the running order, in case you're wondering at home, to all the killers and $100 billers. That was a perfectly normal intro. No cursing in there. No People killers and $100 billers listen to this show. And no, but plenty they. of them are on it. Yeah, but, aren't they? but what is one thing we all want to get? <laughs> jiggy with it. <laughs> it's too cold to get jiggy with it. Don't come at me with your... Oh, they just have a cool hip-hop line intro. Nonsense, poopy pants. It's the football ramble. And it's good to have it's you with us. Such a char-char slide, aren't you? On Wednesday, <laughs> a wonderful Wednesday, and uh, oh my goodness, Vish, did you watch the Africa Cup of Nations last night? No diggity, no doubt you did. Uh, <laughs> Senegal beat Cape Verde two nil, and Morocco beat Malawi two one. We'll start um, with uh, Morocco. My tip for the tournament, Andy. They're looking pretty good. They're through. Um, they beat the Minnows Malawi. Uh, it was all about uh, Ashraf uh, Hakimi. Ashraf. Yes, I'm starting to feel, particularly after another brilliant Hakimi free kick to mm. win the game, that Morocco are the mob deep of this tournament and yep. Senegal right. are, are the Will Smith of it. 
Right. I, I, I think that's where we are at the moment. Uh-huh. Morocco are... So one as... everyone's heard of and the other one people are a bit like, <laughs> who are they? Do you know what I mean? So we'll remember the yeah, name Senegal after this that's, tournament? That's what just saying? what you should be taking from it. That's just what Senegal you should be Senegal will still be working at the top? Well, remarkably, of course, Malawi <laughs> scored one of the goals of the tournament. I think it's the goal of the tournament. Yeah, and that's quite a bold shout, considering the goal um, that Comoros scored the other night yeah. and we've had some, some belters. That was unbelievable. Do did, we... did did Bono spoil it by getting a little feather on it on with his glove? Yeah, I don't know, Andy. I don't know. I'm tr- I'm refusing well, no, I'm, to do I'm any YouTube puns you, right now. <laughs> I'm I'm asking you in in terms of like what does that do to a goal for you? Like when the goalkeeper feathers it, does it spoil it? It no, spoils it for me. No, it doesn't spoil it for me at all because considering how far out. Um, uh, the, the, the uh, Gabardino manga was uh, it was what about 40 yards something like that and to see the keeper off his line and to put it in that spot it was I still mean, a sensational goal it was to, to see yeah. the keeper off his line and drive it rather than float it mm. was wonderful the technique was perfect as well do you think there's something I'm not going to say something up with this ball because I like the way it moves but do you think there's something about this ball that is more conducive to bangers you may be because yeah. even 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 some of the shots we've seen off the woodwork have flown back to the halfway line. I'm thinking of like the Mares penalty in the group stages. There was one off the bar yesterday, flown, or a couple off the bar yesterday. Flown back to the halfway line is quite an interesting description. But they, they, it has like FIFA movement off the bar. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously we've seen a few bangers as well. There is there is swaz in it, isn't there? There's yeah. plenty of swaz. I, in it, I, yeah. I guess the question is like, you know, could we get one, take it to the That's park over the road and? See what it does for us. Umbro, if you're listening, please feel friend, feel free to send us the Togu. Yes. Which is the name of the ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's designed on like Cameroonian traditional dress as well. Oh, nice. And they must have a wonderful time because it's moving like a bastard. Yeah, and it I, is. I very much enjoy it. <laughs> moving like a bastard, Andy. Um, but it, sadly for, for Malawi, it wasn't enough, of course, because uh, Morocco would come back and win 2-1. Um, and Hakimi, of course, he had uh, another very similar free kick, which the goalkeeper brilliantly saved early on mm. in the game. And then they got the goal. They had their chances, Morocco. They're clearly uh, the, the better side. But that's, that, that free kick he did score. There was more dip on that, wasn't there? It was... What to, to put it in that place, because when the ball goes in, you might think to yourself, because of the angle, of course, the way yeah. he hits it, you might think to the goalkeeper, oh, was it was it slightly not 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 in the court, was it sort of slightly central? When you look at that from from the right angle, it's perf- I think it was Rosinha on the commentary just said that is perfection. He's yeah, absolutely it's the, so it's the swerve and the dip. It's, I mean you could you could maybe even argue it's one of the best free kicks you'll see in, in or have seen in recent years because it's so so good, and also to hit it from that angle with that curl, you would probably want someone to hit it with the other foot from from yeah. there yeah. away from the keeper, going towards the sort of the side of the net. If you it see feels like your margin area, margin for error for a right footer is yes. much smaller. Yeah, to make it that unsavable from that angle is 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 really totally. something. Did you see um, Kylian Mbappe afterwards tweeting best right back in the world? Is that right? That was nice, and oh. uh, Hakimi gave him a little uh, quote tweet back saying "Je t'aime." Oh. With the with the heart, it's it's nice to have that bromance they love each, to replace. They love each other. It it's lovely to see that though, because I have to say the the bromance between uh-huh. Hakimi and Jaden Sancho, which obviously came to some sort of halt when the former left Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. I broke my little heart. We need a new bromance. I mean, it's such a promising bromance that I won't even bring up the fact that well, he's not really a right back, is he? He's a wing back. Yeah. Well, do you um with Hakimi, um, especially some of the positions he was getting into yesterday, and, and I suppose the positions he's gotten into for Morocco throughout this tournament, 
there's an element of Cancelo to him as well. And, and I don't mean that to diminish him. I'm just using it as a frame of reference for football in this country. Mm-hmm. But the way he just overlaps and underlaps at will and, yeah. and that is so influential in whatever he does. I, th- I think the difference between the two is Hakimi's got goals written all over him. That That is the big mm. difference. And that's what separates him from other right backs slash right wing backs. Not just that he's a really complete footballer in so many ways. And... Um, you know, he's he's a step on from a a Danny Alves type right back. You yeah, know, Danny Alves can still defend. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Whereas Hakimi just doesn't really have any pretensions to that. You know, Zidane's <laughs> like not interested. Zidane said when they made the decision to sell him, "I'm totally out on you as a right back in a back four. And he's like, "Why would I want to be a right back in a in a, in a, in a back four? That's 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 the thing, really. Let's talk about Senegal. Vitution. They beat nine man Cape Verde 2 0. Um, Sadio Mane scored and then appeared to be briefly knocked out almost 10 minutes before um, after a clash with the Cape Verde goalkeeper, which was quite worrying to say the least. Yeah, it was. Um... It was really weird. I, like I, he was completely out. Both he and the goalkeeper. Only you know the goalkeeper was taken over to the side, but Mane was like just strewn on the floor. It's the bit where he sits down, where he he gets a bit dizzy and sits down. That's the worrying bit. Isn't yes, it? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was a high impact collision with mm. with Vuzinho when he came right to the edge of his um, box. It was it was a very um, old school school Ugo Lloris to the edge of the box. Wasn't it? Yeah, right. I, I mean, I understand the sympathy for Vozinha. One, because, I mean, I think part of it's informed by the fact that Cape Verde are already down to 10 men. Mm-hmm. But, um, and secondly, because, of course, he's getting sent off while he's quite out of it, <laughs> sat by the side of the pitch. I and mean, it recalled to me a double sending off in Tottenham versus Wimbledon in Wimbledon's first season up, where Graham Roberts was booted by Laurie Sanchez in the leg. And he was sent off while he was on a stretcher, <laughs> and it was it was it was difficult to work out what had gone on at the time because they weren't using yellow and red cards. The referee, if he was sending someone off, just pointed yeah. to the, the the side of the pitch then mm. before they brought yellow and red cards back. But um, so I understand their sympathy, but you can't have goalkeepers making that was challenges outrageous. like that. Yeah. You, you can't, mm. and it was it was it was the right decision. Yeah, Mane was he, he he went down after his goal and was immediately taken off and he was like a picture of recovering in hospital. So we shall see. I mean, hopefully. So that, be... yeah, who cares about a concussion protocol when you've got a player doing a, a big thumbs up from his hospital? Yeah, he must be fine. Yeah, Self-diagnosed, exa- exactly. easy. Well, some people say he, he shouldn't play in the next round with that kind of injury, although you would imagine he would. And in a lot of sports, he wouldn't be allowed to. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt he'll play, is there? Yeah. Um, Cape Verde, two red cards. That, that takes the total um, in the tournament to 13, uh, which is quite the total. Um, it's the same number of red cards from the previous four tournaments combined. Can I float something for this? Because I, I was wondering about it, and, and they've all been clear red cards. Do you think? Yeah, maybe the one... The, There's the, one or two that were questionable. The Comoros one I thought may be questionable, but but in terms of you know stepping on the guy's ankle and mm. how it looked on VAR, then I, I totally understand it. And I think I think that's actually the point that I want to make here. Do you think it's a bit more that a lot of these players haven't played with VAR and so haven't had to hone their tackling in a certain way that we are starting to see in the Premier League a little bit, I think? And maybe there's even little things like some of the clumsier tackles, which aren't necessarily malicious. It feels like overcommitment rather than malice. Exactly, in, 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 yeah. In a lot of cases, that. doesn't it? So, yeah, you it, could say that about the first Cape Verde 
red card. Yeah, well. that's that, what that, I thought. That, yeah. that, that is that is a red card that's probably no one bats an eyelid about it being a yellow if if we haven't got a VAR. Exactly. And yeah. We're not looking at it a couple of times, even even though it's justifiable. Gentlemen, do you think there's something in that then? Well, yeah, I do. I do. No, I, I mean that's I really one do. point of view. I mean, Michael Essien, former Ghana player, of course, took to Twitter. And, um, and and he said that some of the red cards have been shocking decisions. And he asked the question, is football getting soft? You see, I love I love Essien. Mm. But once you get to the point where retired players mm-hmm. are, are saying, I think the game's too soft. Saying, saying it wouldn't have been a red card in my day is not the same as saying it shouldn't be a red card. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think so. I, I, I think we have to take a, a step back from that. Yeah, I think the interesting point is, Vish, as you say, that, that most, if not all, uh, were red cards, which yeah. just shows you, like, absolutely extraordinary. I mean, and a lot of have, a number of have been given through VAR. Yeah. Which, you know, is is changing the, the way the game is being played. But uh, there we are. Um, yes, uh, Egypt face Ivory Coast uh, later today, which is, a, which is a juicy one, despite what Vish says. And you should all watch it. Um, <laughs> no, definitely watch it. But it feels like Egypt have been, okay. uh, I suppose... They've been as expected. You know, people who, who you know know about them into the tournament were like, "This isn't going to be the expansive Egypt of old." Like, there's not as much depth. It's not just Mohamed Salah as his crown jewel. Like, he's mm-hmm. the only jewel really mm-hmm. in, the, in the attacking sense. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe that they'll maybe they'll come to life a bit more in uh, in this time because they're going to have to the way Ivory Coast uh, won three one in their in their previous game against Algeria. Well, there we are. We're looking forward to it, gentlemen. Uh, the uh, the Afghan games. Um, Today and uh, the, the quarters are all nearly done. Of course, you've got Burkina Faso, Tunisia, which could be an interesting one. Senegal will play Mali or Equatorial Guinea and, and Gambia against uh, Cameroon. So, uh, lovely old job. Let's go uh, to domestic matters. Roy Hodgson has been confirmed as Watford uh, manager. Incredible stuff. Uh, Ray Lewington, of course, who managed Watford from uh, 2002 to 2005, will join him. Wherever Roy is, Ray will be. Roy and Ray, they come as a pair. It's Roy Hodgson's 17th club, his 22nd managerial post, and uh, he can't get enough of it, can he? He can't. He never retired after Palace. I no, think he people... said, didn't he? Never no. say never. Well, no. not quite that, but he alluded to... He did, yeah. Because I think he would have stayed on had they extended his contract, but they wanted to go in a slightly different direction, and obviously with Vieira, they've they've done that. Mm. And it's working, uh, you know, at the time of recording, um, uh, because never say never. Uh, but with Hodgson... What is he? Seventy-four now. Clearly, Andy, he felt like oh, he's still a bit more in the tank. And and it's funny that some of the stuff he said about being a manager. He said you think it would get easier as you get older. He said no. In fact, if anything, it gets worse. But it's like this kind of um, words alluded to this, this kind of drug that you really need and you you absolutely love it. I like the idea. He probably is actually on medicine though, <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all? In I, I, a way. I like the idea of Watford going. You know, relegation avoidance specialist. Do you know what, Andy? There I were, like that. There were Newcastle fans when Bruce was sacked, or he was sacked, wasn't he? Um, I'm just trying to say. He, he, <laughs> yeah, it certainly, so, I think certainly fans, wasn't mutual consent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, the way you looked at me, Newcastle fans if, like wake up every morning and go, "He's definitely been sacked, hasn't he? He's definitely <laughs> the, been sacked." The way you looked at me made me. He turned up with his dog there. again. Uh, <laughs> oy, uh, when Bruce left the club. Um, you know, he did the right thing. In a better place. Yeah, gotta say the full thing. (laughs) (laughs) When when Brucey went off to find another bonus, um, one or two Newcastle fans said, "You know, it wouldn't be the worst thing to get Hodgson in for the rest of the season and make sure they stay up and get a bit of stability because that's the one thing he would he would try and do." Is Mm. is, is, and 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 obviously they've they've gone for Eddie Howe, 
Now, results-wise, I understand there's a bit more excitement around Newcastle, and then we'll talk about them in the second half, and do a few transfers and so on. But actually, results-wise, it hasn't been that great since Eddie Howe's taken over. It's not been too long, and you would maybe think that... They're on a different, definitely better off with Howe, obviously, in charge than Steve Bruce. But with Hodgson coming in to Watford, Vish, I think that's actually bad news for Newcastle. Because you think about the jobs he's done with, say, Fulham, with Palace, with West Brom. He knows this situation. He doesn't have much time. But well, I think this is bad news for the other teams around them. Well, the thing about those teams you've mentioned there mm. is in terms of players, there isn't really too much crossover, is there? So what he's shown is that he can come into a situation where they're not quite down, but they need someone to, mm-hmm. to certain, certainly well, someone to take them back the other way. Yeah. And he can do it with a group of players. And, and therefore, you know, that speaks to someone who knows what it takes to operate tactically, mm-hmm. that, you know, that part of the table but also who can come in and assess the wares and think, right, who are the people who are going to get us out, out of this mess? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? How do we need to change certain players mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So, so yeah, in that way, it's, yeah, a very smart move. It's probably the smartest managerial move they've made, Watford, in the Premier League for, you know, a few yeah, seasons. Yeah, for sure. Um, I still, I'm, I am a little bit wary, but I think what I need to, what I found myself, uh, well, what I have reminded myself of is the fact that, as you pointed out at the start of this mm. section, that it was by mutual consent that him and Palace parted ways. It wasn't like his managerial capabilities were on the way. And the reason they moved on from each other was because Palace were comfortable yeah. and wanted mm-hmm. to stretch into the, into the top half of the table mm-hmm. and Roy had run his race with that group of players. So, yeah, there's certainly magic in the old dog, surely. And, and, and that's probably what they see as well. And the plus for him is, I guess, three weeks ago, they had a defence that definitely wasn't fit for purpose in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas now, they've made a few interesting signings. I think you look at uh, Samir, you look at Kamara, and maybe he's got a little something to work with because mm-hmm. that's the part of the team you want him to work on. And yeah. you, you know you say like international breaks are the, the, the perfect time to, to, to like change coach. Watford have done this at exactly the, mm. the, the, the right time. Because it's a little Premier this, League break. Yeah, because you've got this kind of it's like a de facto winter break for mm. European football because of the South American qualifiers. So to have that time on the training pitch with the players, which we know is where Hodgson excels, I mean, it's a it's a godsend, really. Yeah. If if it if it's going to work, it's going to work now. Mm. And yeah, so the next game after the break is against Burnley. Mm. Big. And then they've got West Ham. Are we sure that's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. West Ham, Brighton, Aston Villa, Manchester United and Arsenal. So it doesn't get easier after that, but they have a, a clear marker mm. for the return of something to aim for until it's postponed. But that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hodgson, people always going about, oh, the, the repetitive drills and the, the players get bored and so on. But for this particular job, those players, they need something. They're looking around them in the league. They've just been beaten. Yeah, what they'll be bored at of home. at the moment is losing. Exactly. They'll, they'll be fine with him for six months, especially if it gets them out of Stuck. I agree. I agree, Andy. Although he does face potentially an awkward reunion with the, with the Pozzos because back in 2001, um, he was sacked from Udinese after less than six months for saying he regretted joining Udinese and reportedly, uh, he reportedly called it an extremely strange club, which is uh, something he later denied saying. I have to say, the idea of there being awkwardness with the Pozzos, I mean, they have sacked everyone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Also, he'd take less than six months now, wouldn't he? That would be a success. <laughs> That's four till May. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we are, you see. All right, everybody, we're going to have a quick break. See you in a moment. Hey. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death as we decide which film does it better. And for the whole of January and February, we're taking film suggestions from you, our listeners. But he said to me, I was putting on, and because we've done the social network, and he's like, why are you doing all these good films? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you know. And then I had to admit that every, other people pick them <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Join me, Alex Zane, with Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton every Monday and Thursday. Search Clash of the Titles wherever you get your pods. Hello, I am Sven Goran Eriksson and you are listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. I mean, come on, Andy. Doesn't it warm your cockles every time? Yes, right. Oh, it's now time for pep talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down! Nobody talk! Sit down! Wait! Drink one and relax! All right, we're all relaxed, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's pep talks time. Vish, fire away, sir. I have a well, our first pep talk of the day from McCain. Just McCain with a K as well, not mm. the chips. <laughs> I come to you for for crucial input that no one else in my social support network can provide. Oh. 
I recently set up a first date with someone. I love first dates. Set one up. Set up a first date with someone I've been excited to go out with for tomorrow, Thursday evening. However, when checking my schedule to organise this date, I fail to realise that it's the same night and time as a crucial World Cup qualifying match between my beloved United States men's team and El Salvador. While at service level, this may seem a boring predicament. The plot thickens. My potential date wanted to get dinner sometime after seven when the US game starts because she has a meeting until 6pm. However, she's from Ecuador and coincidentally, Ecuador will be facing off against Brazil at 4pm <laughs> in their World Cup qualifying match, thus wrapping, wrapping up around 6pm. Have I been bamboozled into letting her watch her national team while missing out on mine? Should I reschedule the date to ultimately watch the US disappoint me or should I go to try and uncover the truth? That's nice, that. Definitely go on the date. Yes. And if she has done that, I think it is clear that yep. she is the one for you. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would totally agree. I think, you know, lying is bad, but lying to start off a relationship is good. No, she's not, no, she's not <laughs> lied. Yeah, but if she is, it's fine. Yeah, but she I hasn't think secrets lied. are good. She has a meeting until 6pm. Well, no, but I mean, he, well, she has a meeting. Yeah. She might be on another date. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doubling up, why not? Uh, yeah, everyone's catching up after the pandemic. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on swiftly. No, but I think I think you should. Uh, I think you should go on the day. And I, I I think actually that going to I always think drinks first is good on a day. Yes. So if you're gonna have drinks and you find like a nicest bar where it's on, mm. you can have it on and you, you can pay kind of attention to that's both. That's not a good. That's not a good idea. No, I think it is. I think it is because also it, it's you know. It sh- you're taking someone into your world and showing them something that you enjoy. It's very early to take them into that world. I think, that, but but I don't necessarily think it has to be like, let's go watch the footy. No, don't wear face paint. No, no, no. Wear but, nice clothes. But obviously, but if he's really into don't it, don't do that weird chant. I believe that we will win. Don't do that. <laughs> Everything else is fine. There we are. You see, McCain, go on the date, but don't go to a place where it's showing it because you'll be too distracted. But if if she has sorted it out so she could watch her beloved Ecuador, as we assume she's a fan of, then that is, as Andy said, she's the one for you. This is a cliffhanger. I want to know what happens. Yeah, please email back. Uh, But in in the meantime, here's one from Anonymous. I'm living and working in a European city where I'm an English teacher, amongst other things. One of my gigs is teaching employees of a football club whose stadium will host a major final soon. And it turns out that one of my students is project managing ticketing for said final. Blimey. I can't really work out how you need help from this point. Anyway, obviously, when I found this out, my priority became using my connection to blag free tickets, but I've yet to be successful. I tried just brazenly asking him, and his reply was to basically go, ha, 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 yeah. Um, (laughs) That doesn't sound promising. The club in question apparently aren't big in giving out freebies, even to their full-time staff. No, well, none of them are. Uh, To make things worse, I could actually teach inside the stadium itself when COVID permits. And I could well find myself on site a few hours before kickoff. Ooh. So what should I do? A, lay it on thick with him, telling him how much I love football and how much I'd love to see the match and how it'd be really special for me. He's not much of a football fan and grudgingly attends UCL matches for work. <laughs> B, offer him free English classes in exchange for him letting me in with a nudge and a wink on the night. C, find a good place to hide and then saunter into the exact box looking all confident just before kickoff. C, because it, it's good for us and you can let us know how you get on. Yeah, change into a suit as well while you're in the toilet. Oh, yes. Definitely yeah. not B. Don't offer him something in exchange. You either go A or C. You no, either... I, think, I think really you need to rotate B a bit. Like, if you could report to 
like his um, betters and um, higher ups that he's not doing very well and it might negatively affect his job. Threaten him. Threaten him. Yeah, threaten him. Say if you don't get me a ticket, like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone that you're doing really your your um your your higher ups that you're doing really badly in these uh, English lessons and that, uh, the bottom's gonna fall out your job. I yeah. think I think bullying yeah. is not a good idea. Andy. No, I do. Any, yeah, threaten, it's, it's threaten not bullying. His, it's blackmail. Threaten it's his. <laughs> I'm sorry. Threaten his future, but his life mm. in a in a non. You know, threaten his ki- life or his future in, in a non, in a non <laughs> no, but in a non killy way. I see what I've done here. I've I've started off with such a low bar that Vicious thought, "How can I take this lower?" No, don't, as in, don't, don't, don't hurt him, but threaten him with the idea that his life mm. will be worthless <laughs> if he doesn't give you a ticket. I I, I think that's uh, bad advice, Mister Anonymous. No, you? do it, Anonymous. And you know do that it. as well. Are you saying just steal off him? No, I think I think lay it on thick. Just say, oh, how much do you love football?" And oh, a friend of mine's going to that match. He was meant to get me a ticket. Oh, but he never. So now I'm not friends with him. Oh, but the thing is, the kid, friends. Could, the kid could throw it back in your face, couldn't he? The and then, like, well, what are you going to do for me? Well, that's maybe when you need to to to, to action plan B. Yeah, uh, but I, I but I do like the idea of uh, hiding and then sauntering into the exec box. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's really that. There, that and would, also, that there are so many like hangers on. Sorry, one at a time. Sorry, go on. I was going to say that will work for like a minute. Yeah, what a minute though, Andy. <laughs> but there are so many hangers on at these UEFA events. That's true. That I think yeah. you, I think you might be all right. You need to steal a lanyard though. That's what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, oh, lanyard, good. Yeah. Oh, he can get you a lanyard. There we are. You see. Brilliant. And you don't have to threaten his life. No. We're not. Steal his lanyard. Indeed. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble if you've got any questions for us and send them in when we've uh, when we're doing pep talks on on a Wednesday. Lovely. Lovely. Right then, uh, gentlemen, let's talk uh, sort of transfers and movements in the transfer markets and potential players uh, going here, there and everywhere. if, if I may, let's get some Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang admin out the way. It said uh, that he's been training alone away from the first team um, uh, for Arsenal. Of course, he may well not uh, join the warm weather training camp in Dubai. Just to underline, they're inviting Jack Wilshire, but not one of their contracted players. Also, as, we saw, as we saw before the start of AFCON, Aubameyang loves Dubai. They're rubbing it in his face, aren't they? <laughs> well, maybe it's a mutual thing. Maybe he's been going, oh, I've, I've been recently. Oh, I'm maybe, right. yeah. Are you going there again? Oh, again? No, no, I've never been. If, yeah. we were going to, if we were going to Marbella, I'd be in. Yeah, but, you know, no, maybe that's, yeah. yeah. What, do, what do you think? Do you, are there going to be any takers on Aubameyang, Andy? I mean, he's not as young as he was. He could, he's still got a bit of quality, but he's um, discipline reasons. Sometimes people are a bit standoffish on him. I'd, I'd sign him. Would you? Well, well if, if I was a bottom half of the Premier League team, I would snap him up in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. You think he, he'd he be... Well, A, would he want to be in that situation? Or B, given what we've seen from him over the last 12 months, do you think he has an appetite for any kind of graph like that? I think that in January, you have to take a punt. And I think the, the risk-reward is weighted in just about the right direction. I and mean, it's a gamble because you're paying absolutely enormous wages. But... If you can get him going again, you know, he's a great goal scorer. Mm. Well, Emmanuel Adebayor stuck his oar in um, and he said on, on Sky recently with regards to Aubameyang and, and being sort of frozen out, he said, that's Arsenal for you. They never know how to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are we imagining... I'm just picturing here. in my head of Adebayor running towards those Arsenal fans at the Etihad. <laughs> so I'm imagining Aubameyang in like two months' time doing a, a triple backflip 
in front of those uh, <laughs> those fans yeah. as he scores I, for his new team. I wish what what I wish would have happened there is that the interviewer then asked Emmanuel Adebayo, "Well, rate your other clubs that you played for on their forgiveness ability." And he was like, "Real Madrid, very forgiving, very forgiving. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, known for being forgiving. Yes, uh, yeah. you know, just to sort of go through them all, which would have been quite enjoyable." Um, after months of speculation, though, Dusan uh, Vlaovic is not going to Arsenal. <gasps> Juventus have struck a 75 million euro deal with him. Well, that's beautiful, isn't it, Andy? <laughs> isn't that lovely? Yeah, it's um, the romance of football. Uh, uh, out <laughs> Look, there. He's just ho- helping an old lady, uh, you know, cross the street. Is that more romantic than Messi going to PSG? It's <laughs> a tough one, actually. <laughs> That's a really tough one. Ask Fiorentina fans. They love nothing better than losing one of their best players to Juventus. Yes. They've Has... already attached a um, big uh, banner to the side of the stadium. I mean, people really do hate this. Do you th- I don't think maybe Manchester United back in the day... You know, like Alan Smith going from Leeds to Manchester United, maybe that sort of slight or, or yeah, really I, or something. I, I suppose that's kind of comparable. Yeah. But, you, but you remember the, one of the ultimate ones was Iguain going from Napoli to Juventus. Yes, because you can you can understand if you go to Juventus, you're going to win trophies. Yeah, a bit like Grealish going to Man but, City, but this, you're going to win trophies. Is, you're going to play is, European football, is, but the rest of the country hates it. This is this is different because there's something particular mm. between. Fiorentina and Juventus. Isn't there something particular with everybody in Juventus though? No, but this has lasted 40 years and remember when in 1990, just before the World Cup, they they sold Roberto Baggio Mm. and Fiorentina fans spent like three days smashing the city up. And that's a beautiful city. Don't smash that up. No, exactly. Don't smash up any city, uh, by the way. At least stop for a steak in between. Yes, and some gelato to finish. Yeah, for for, for a little bit of extra energy. recommendation. But they've ended up in recent years, of course, Bernadeschi, Chiesa, mm. selling quite yeah. a few players over to Juventus. And, and in this situation, that's why Arsenal had hope because Fiorentina always wanted to sell this window. And I think it's a smart move from them because here's a guy who they're getting paid a fortune for. Admittedly, he's excellent, but he's got 18 months left on his contract. They're never selling him for mm. more than this. And they've not let their hearts get the better of their heads, which is which is good. Well, moving um, from Arsenal to Newcastle United, uh, but staying with uh, with the striker chat, they've apparently agreed terms with Atalanta's Duvan Zapata. It's believed that they're offering him £100,000 a week. He's only on £30,000 <laughs> in Italy. But that is a statement of intent, Vish, isn't it? And this would be a good signing. It would be, yeah. So what, he's got nine goals in Serie A this season and... Being like a consistent, you know, teen goal scorer. Used to playing fluid, attacking, easy on the eye football. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Is yeah. this is the sexy football back? I think I think it is. It must be, surely. Uh-huh. Um, him and Chris Wood up top. Do you think Chris Wood's still going to play? Sexy football, mate. Demands him. Do you think Zapata will rock up to training with Chris Wood and be like him? He's the other one, is it? What, like, so he flicks it and then I run after him? Yeah, but he's going to be on the pitch as well, is he? <laughs> there are a couple of tough guys. They'd be like the T-Birds. It'd be great. Just like <laughs> the T-Birds. But Zapata would be a good signer for Newcastle, Andy? Yeah, he really would be. I also have to say, I'm not convinced it will happen because I would say... Well, they've agreed terms with the player. Or his entourage, where I think if you're agreeing terms with a player's representatives, if you're Newcastle, it's probably the easiest thing in the world especially someone of that age who's did, looking for a last like, big contract. Why do you think because, they're offering him 100 grand when he's on 30? Why not offer him 60 or 70? Well, I because, understand they want to just like end the conversation, just come on, come over here, son. Well, because when you arrive and then you realise that 
Kieran Trippier's being paid twice, the, twice what you are. You've got a bit of an issue, haven't you? So they're just making sure that he turns up and he's happy and the job. Yeah, that, they've they've set a certain level of wages and they're going to have to set a certain level of wages if they want to get players who are significantly better than what they've got at the moment. I, I think getting the club to buy is the difficult bit because what you're thinking, I think they're doing the right thing. They're going the right way about it. If they're looking at players like of the age of Diego Carlos and Duvan Zapata, who are still very good players, who've still got plenty in the tank, but are maybe looking at a last huge contract. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. a way to, to do it. And I guess the way they're doing it, and they've not got the sophisticated transfer negotiation network that they would like, or even a director of football that they would like at the moment. Um, but I, I think it's, it's quite a tried and tested thing, isn't it? Offer the player a fortune, get him to put pressure on the club. Mm, that's that's the way to do it so it'd be interesting to see how it develops in the, the next couple of days I'm I'm not convinced they'll get him mm-hmm. I'm not even convinced they'll get Diego Carlos because before I was pretty sure From that Sevilla. was yeah I'm pretty sure that I was pretty sure that was going to happen but th- they're offering so much short of what Sevilla want and Sevilla are difficult to strong arm in this sort of negotiation Sevilla are well aware of Monchi's, the money Newcastle now have yeah well that's that's the way it's been like presented on the on the severe side they're like the minute you spend that money on chris wood you're not fobbing us off with like you know five quid more Mm. it's it's just it's just not going to happen so they're in a position where they're going to have to pay over the odds they've always known that i I just don't understand why they don't they don't just get on with it really um they they will end up with some players not necessarily these players but it'll definitely end up with some players before the end of monday interesting uh talking of severe vish anthony martial has joined them on loan yeah, from Manchester United for the rest of the season. Are you sad to see Anthony go? You know what I am. Yeah, if you think about when he when he signed for United in 2015, there was a bit of unrest at the club under Louis Van Gaal about a lack of ambition and things like that. And he was a he was a kind of one shot in the arm in terms of the money he came for. The fact that we were getting this Thierry Henry prototype, and it's quite sad it hasn't worked out because we've seen flashes of what he could be. I, I, I was I would say of. Before Jaden Sancho arrived, of United's options out wide, of the very similar players around him, such as Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood, he was undoubtedly the most talented. Mm. And he was the one who could play not just through the middle, but probably his best work from the left. Mm. And I think, maybe anecdotally, because of how I remember it, but it feels like his best period for Manchester United came when Lukaku was through the middle and he could go for a little wander down the left. You know, he's not particularly diligent defensively. But he was such a good finisher and certainly the best ball carrier that United had um, from out wide. And yeah, I'm, I'm quite sad to see him go because it felt like it was... Oh, actually, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm sad to see him go because I, I really liked watching him as a player, certainly when he was on form. But also I feel like he's, he's spent too much time at this basket place of a club. But don't, don't you think that there's a possibility of him going back well, well he, well, he, he, de- I'd love he that. definitely he definitely is going it's back. only a loan move Vish. and no, it's but, 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 with, with he, no option to buy as well but but, I, but I, I think for his sake although he you know he has broken back into the France squad which was certainly a blip at the start of his career mm. and people wondering if if his you know intermittent form for United well you know at club level was affecting that um, but I, I think for his sake he probably should move on yeah even you know beyond the summer, but I mean, if it works out, and he, if he if he's rejuvenated in Spain and comes back, and and United you know, happy to keep him work with him, I'd, I'd be all over that as well. Or, or they can sell him for a fortune if if, if he has four good months. There we are. I did quite like that. Uh, Sevilla tweeted that they had signed a luxury reinforcement <laughs> and a special gift for the fans. Andy, have you ever been described as a luxury reinforcement? 
I, I, I wouldn't. That sounds a bit insulting, doesn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. I wouldn't yeah. be wanting to be described as a as a, as a luxury. I would take that. I would take. Describe that, me uh, as that, and I'll see how I feel about it. <laughs> you luxurious bastard, Brassel. <laughs> that felt good. It did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Vish, I got called an average maverick once, and I was like, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, take I don't that. know if it's good. Well. <laughs> Speaking of such, have you heard that uh, Mario Balotelli's been recalled to the Italy squad? Yes. How about that for the first time in more than three years? Now, you might be thinking, well, what on earth is is this? The international break isn't for, for a little while yet. Well, he's a part of a two-day training camp at the end of this month as Italy prepare for their crucial World Cup playoffs in March. And, of course, Mancini is the man in charge. We know that him and Balotelli have had this uh, lovely relationship for many, many years. With um, with with uh, Federico Chiesa out, long term injury, uh, one or two other reasons. Uh, Super Mario is back, and he's playing in Turkey for not for one of the big clubs there. Adana Demirspor, and they're in fourth place in the league. There we are. Off the back Top of, <laughs> off off the back of him, not just scoring goals, but putting in a shift for the team and doing his bit on the bench and in the dressing room. Yes. Yeah, I mean he's he's thirty one now, and and I think he said himself, you know, if you you should be being called up. To the uh, the squad regularly if you're sort of 31 and you're playing well and I, I, I the sounds that, that that were coming from him seemed quite good Vish it seemed quite promising you know if I, it sounded like he was ready to do a shift that he's been brought in from the company he obviously loves Mancini he says you know I'll, I'll 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 do you know whatever is asked of me despite you know one or two um, fallouts they've had many many years ago now is he I mean I don't want to use this word at hand but is he maturing that know. that has been the suggestion. Whisper it. In Turkey. Just because, I mean, the Turkish Super League is super physical and people have pulled all sorts of strokes to try and wind him up. And he's still not been sent off yet. Wow. Which is, I, th- I think you have to say, very impressive. Benjamin Stambouli, his teammate, who, of course, used mm. to play for Watford and, and, and Spurs, he actually said that Balotelli has been pressing. My goodness. I know. Get him in. I mean, that's a big claim. Isn't well, it? Uh, Newcastle, if you're listening. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> well, Vicenzo Montella is the coach of that side. That definitely Which has helps. made a difference. Yeah, definitely Because the helps. previous coach said something like, on the pitch he's an issue and off the pitch he's an issue. But Montella <laughs> and has and Balotelli good. can turn around and go, I got you sacked after five yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oi, there's your consistency that you always ask for. Uh, so there we are. Well, we, we look forward to hopefully seeing him in, in an Italy shirt uh, in, uh, you know, in, in a month or two's time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this show, please leave us a review. Um, if you haven't spotted it, then uh, you can give us a little star rating on Spotify now. We will love you for it. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Jim and Andy's back to uh, talk about those footballs for you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you for Tushin Hendrarov. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 